0: One, two, three.
1: Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast that forces our guests to pick just three songs that will always take them back to a memory and a song story. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. Our guest today is Barbara German. Barbara's from Clarksville, Tennessee, which is just outside of Nashville. She says between growing up just outside of Music City and her music-loving grandma, she thinks she was always destined to be involved with music somehow. She's a self-described music lover slash nerd from as far back as she can remember. She got a record player for her first communion and pretty much From there on out, she says she's always asked for music for Christmas and birthdays or just because, and when she was a kid, she knew she wanted to be in the media. So in college, she dabbled in TV and radio, and radio won out. She's been in radio professionally since 2002, except for the three years she wasn't, she says, and she's always loved animals and has fostered more than 40 critters to date and that starting Sadie's Puppies on 93X, where her show Sadie Afternoons airs weekday afternoons, has been her favorite thing. Her 93X bio, which she did not send to us for this, begins, quote, long ago in a dark pit of fun and quirkiness emerged Sadie. She enjoys short walks on the beach that preferably end at a bar. She also likes pirates, coffee, boating, photography, rum, sleeping, concerts, and beer, and ends with, don't go up against her on trivia, she'll destroy you. Rock with her afternoons from two to seven on 93X, end quote. Well, it's Monday morning right now, but we're going to rock with her nonetheless, so let's go. Hi there, Barbara. Hi. How's it going? Really good. Uh, So when was the last time you did uh, fireball whiskey shots at a nighttime parade? You
0: know, it was uh, just the other night with you, my friend.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay. Wait, I did two you about, did one. Yeah, I know. I, well, I only had the opportunity to do one, oh, but it was for the best. Okay. It was for the best. Um, okay, the rest of your the, the rest of your bio that I didn't it, put in the intro. It makes me sound like I'm
0: Jimmy Buffett or something. Well,
1: you know, you wrote it, presumably. It's, yes, it did, um, But what, I want to get to the Hungry Hungry Hippos part, which I,
0: <laughs> which
1: I left out. So what's that all about?
0: Okay. Here, so, I'm going to read it. So okay.
1: her, her f- probably her finest moment came when she learned how to play Hungry Hungry Hippos by herself appropriating different limbs to different hippos. Okay, go.
0: (laughs) So my brother was nine years older than me. So I grew up basically like, hey, you want to play the game? He's like, no. So I just learned to play by myself and entertain myself. So I would would sit almost like, you know, cross-legged. So my feet would be on two hippos and my hands would be across. Wow. And then I would... You know, flail about and hope uh, hippo won. Happy, the pink one, was always my favorite, so I would always make sure that hand was like the right hand. Oh, wait, it.
2: wait, you you said happy like you know the names of all the, four?
0: The, there's happy and Harry, and I, I forgot the other two. Uh,
2: <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> they Harvey were named. And in the 80s,
0: they were named.
2: <laughs>
1: I was there when they were originally made.
0: You're not much older than me, are you?
1: I was born in 1972. Okay, so one a of couple my years. Earliest memories was being in kansas city so this would happen to been 76 at the, 77 at the latest and i saw on tv this new game that had come out and they were hippos and there were marbles and i wanted it so bad and we game. got it for christmas and i remember just being like so it was like interactive and you had some control over it it was like video games before video games yes
0: and then you could like really just Oh, hammer it on. And I
1: hadn't thought about that until just now, so there we go. (laughs) So um, uh, what was the musical background of your childhood? You alluded to it in your bio as being immersed in music, and you talked about your grandma, but bring that all together.
0: So my family, um, we have no musical talent to speak of, but we've always loved music. So my my grandma, on my mom's side, she... um, like I just remember always like walking into her house and the records were playing and everything and she loved like Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra. And especially at Christmas, like you walk in, like I have to at Christmas I have to hear the Raycon of singers. Or it's not Christmas. You know, they always there's always music playing. And um, one of my favorite memories was uh, she did crafts for the Boy Scouts. And one of the crafts was you get um a coffee tin And you put leather over it and you decorate it and basically you make a tom-tom. Okay. So she would play Hank Williams Sr.'s Collija And then my cousin and I would go around hitting our tom-toms singing to Kalijah as, you know, six years old and so on.
1: And this was Nashville or near Nashville. Yeah. Nashville Tennessee. basically. Mm Mm-hmm. Clark, is that like the monkey song?
0: So, because I'm a music nerd, I want to say yes, but actually, it was written about Clarksville, Arizona, by Voice and Hearts, and then they found out afterwards that oh, there's a military town in Clarksville, Fort Campbell, so it all worked out anyway. But
1: so, (laughs) real real quick trivia aside, uh, this is like an inside joke from the podcast, so if you don't know the answer, it's okay. But do you know how many provinces Canada has?
0: Um, They have (laughs) twelve. Um,
1: close. Close. Oh,
0: (laughs) what is it? Nine? Well,
1: it's actually, it's two, it's nine or 13, depending upon how you characterize it.
0: (laughs) So close. I've been to a few of them.
1: Oh, that's so funny. Um, uh, so uh, I'm related
0: to Justin Trudeau.
1: What? Yeah. Like like you can call him?
0: Well, not, I mean, not, not, not that close, sadly enough, but um, our grandmas were cousins. Wow. Yeah.
1: There's another one of the wows for the com- com- compilation, Tara. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the earliest musical memory you can recall?
0: Um, gosh. Probably, I mean, probably those with my grandma were the ones that I stick out the most. Um, my mom uh, has been obsessed with Elvis forever. There's Velvet Elvis paintings and like, or whatever those would be called, art pieces of artwork right. uh, throughout the house. Um and so I remember constantly listening to Elvis as a child. But I remember, like, being four, I think it was four when Thriller came out. And I had to have Thriller. I had to have it. So they they took me to uh, the music store, and I, I, with my, you know, my little allowance, bought Thriller on cassette, and I was so excited.
1: Listened to the hell out of it?
0: Yes. But I remember I was afraid of um, the actual song Thriller. Hmm. So I would play it because it's scary, right? So I would play it, and then I would like run away when the Vincent Price came on, and then I like run back, I'd be like, "Oh, okay, it's cool now."
1: Wow, there's another one. Jeez, now I'm self-conscious uh, my, my, wows.
3: my... <laughs> Wow.
1: <laughs>
3: but there was also this record.
0: Do you remember like the Peter Pan records? Um, uh-huh. The Monster Mash one this is my favorite, hmm. and I actually listened to that. That one totally shaped my humor. That album. I don't think I recall
1: that one. Richard's looking at you, me like yeah. he's gonna say something.
2: Uh, no, no, oh no, I was that was going back. My uh, my seven year old, she loves thriller. Yeah, it's her favorite. If we're in the car and, and I'm playing music from my phone, she's can I can you put thriller on? <laughs> and she she memorized the Vincent Price part. Oh, me too. Yeah, me too. And I
0: still can do the laugh. As one does.
2: Uh, well then, well, let's hear yeah, it. Yeah, I got to hear it. Wait, wait, wait. Okay.
0: Midnight hour across the land. <laughs> Is that pretty good?
2: It's exactly right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, if I had more coffee or fireball, it yeah, would probably sound yeah, a little bit was, better. Yeah,
1: if it was later than <laughs> 948. Um, uh, so you said you didn't, your family didn't have musical talent, so you didn't ever play any musical instruments?
0: I took piano lessons in third grade for a year, so on top of <laughs> On top of my grandma's piano, there was a statue of David minus fig leaf. And I just spent most of my time just staring at it, confused.
1: While pecking away uh-huh. at the piano? Uh uh-huh. huh. Hmm. <laughs> That's a crystallized little, that's a, that's a song story in right a way, there, right yeah. there. yeah. Um, so but that didn't stick though?
0: No, no, I have no talent. I'm not even sure where middle C is.
1: And did, did you ever, you know, pick up a guitar at some point and be like, I'm going to sure. learn the guitar. Yeah. And um, then my didn't. dad
0: bought me a banjo because I was like, Pff, a frog can do this. I got this. <laughs> Turns out I do not got this.
1: <laughs> um, uh, so Thriller was your first owning, the first music that the you first, owned.
0: first Well, I had like lots of music that were hand-me-downs, but that was the first one that I, Pop, like made sure that I bought.
1: Gotcha. And do you remember the second
0: one? And after that point, it was probably, ooh, there probably some like Belinda Carlisle and then like Debbie Gibson and the Bengals, you know.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, Lots. I, that, I can d- dial into right when that was. My
0: first concert was New Kids on the Block. So, oh, you know, really?
1: Oh, yeah. Where was that? Up there?
0: It was in Nashville at uh, uh, Starwood, which doesn't exist anymore.
1: Did no. you spend a lot of time in Nashville then when yeah. you were a kid? Yeah. Because it was just right down the road? Yeah.
0: It's, like, it's basically driving from like Fort Myers to Naples.
1: Gotcha. Hmm. Any early memories of being in Nashville?
0: Yeah. We would go down to 2nd Avenue, which was a big deal. 2nd um, Avenue – so Broadway is the big place where it is now. 2nd Avenue was the main hub back then. And they intersect. And so we would go down there for – um, like where all the fun restaurants were and everything. So then you would always hear music on the streets. It was just constant. Like, you mm-hmm. know, there's busking and then uh, just music everywhere.
1: I've never been. You've never been? I know. Yeah. I, I, you said Broadway. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. You're I, You're <laughs> like, no, whatever. <laughs> Figured but, I needed to do it before <laughs> the end of that. Um, when you were a kid, did you ever pretend to be like a DJ? You know, a little I microphone and I... a little tape cassette player thing?
0: Mm-hmm. I have this one embarrassing moment from um, – well, many embarrassing moments from school, but one was in fifth grade. I had my cassette and I my little cassette player and I have my – they look like Cookie Monster, like big fluffy um, earmuffs. And it was recess time. And so I said, hey, let's all stay inside and play recording artist and DJ. And all my friends were like, yeah, peace out. We're going to go play kickball.
1: And when you say earmuffs, these were not headphones. No, these, these were earmuffs. earmuffs
0: that I was pretending <laughs>
1: right. were headphones. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> At first I was like, wow, you had really nice headphones as a fifth grader. And I was no. like, no, you're talking about yeah, though, they cold were earmuffs. protection for yep. your ears. Yep. Um, okay, it's time for your first song. Okay. Well, just like that. What is it? I have them in the order that you sent. This. So the first I have is the Van Morrison, but we can shift them around if you want.
0: Okay. Pause on that. He told me not to do that song.
1: Oh. <laughs> Okay, well, then I have your fourth song. I, I actually brought your other song. I, we missed that. We, we really have communicated poorly with your episode here, Barbara. Sorry. Um, Sorry. So, uh, so then I have uh, Tempted by Marty Stewart. Is that the other one? Is yeah. that the backup? And then I have um, um, Eat It. Yeah. And then I've got the other one. Which...
0: I say we go with Eat It first. Okay,
1: let's go with Eat It first. Pretend like none of that just happened, Works people listening, me. even though we're going to leave all this in. So <laughs> we're, we're here for your first song. It's called, uh, which one is
0: it? <laughs> It's Eat It by Weird Al Yankovic.
1: <laughs> okay, so how would you like to handle this? Would you like to tell the story? Would you like to listen to it? A little bit of both? Let's, let's, do, let's
0: do a little bit of both.
1: Okay, so start talking.
0: All right, so. <laughs> Once upon a time. <laughs> Um there was a time when I was I don't know, when this song came out, it was what, what, five, six years old? I forget the year. It came out in eighty-four. Okay. So I was around five. And I this was the period where I had refused to eat. I, I don't know if every kid goes through this period, but I think they do, where they refuse to eat. And I got it in my head that I would only eat if I was allowed to play my single of Eat It. Okay, so picture this ranch house in Tennessee. So we've got the dining room up here. My bedroom's at the back of the house, which has my record player. Okay, so I would run to the back of the house, start the record, run back, you know, put in as much food as possible. But then when you get to, like, the Eddie Van Halen solo part, there's a skip. So then I would have to, like, run back, jump over the skip, run back. So Eat. the
1: record would skip.
0: Yeah. Eat the rest of the food, and then the song would end because I had like 15 seconds left. And then I'd run back and start it all over again. And somehow my parents did not kill me.
1: How long did this go on?
0: A while. I told Weird Al this story, so Weird Al's my hero.
1: What did he say?
0: He said, wow, you're a weird, neurotic child. <laughs> <laughs> so Weird Al called me weird. It's pretty much the highlight of my life. When did you get to talk to him? Uh, about six years ago hmm. and it was like I, I, I got to meet him at Radio Bonnaroo and like I just like I die fangirled so hard.
1: Well, you had a pretty solid story to catch his attention with. Right. He probably remembers you. I hope so. Um, would you like to listen to this, yes, then? Yes, of course. Okay, let's imagine uh, you running back and forth around the house, <laughs> shoving food into your face while this was playing in your bedroom. This is Eat It by Weird Al Yankovic from his 1984 album, Weird Al Yankovic in 3D. Have
0: some more
2: chicken, have some more pie. It doesn't
1: matter. That was a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: You know the whole Michael Jackson weirdo thing from yeah, that's that's uh, where it all came from.
1: Um, throw some some uh, some Editt trivia out there for us,
0: uh, okay? Because
1: um, I know I, I there's like um, like there was a there, I remember hearing a story about like Michael Jackson actually like endure, you know, I don't know there's, yeah, so, there's something there, right? You so must know this. I, I, of
0: course, I do. Um, Weird Al will not do a song that has not been sanctioned by the artist. Okay. And so Michael Jackson was always like, heck yeah, go for it. Like, just go have some fun with my songs um, until it became – he wanted to do one, a parody of Black and White. And then Michael Jackson said no because he thought that one was – he was trying to have that song, mm. like, have some sort of moral character or whatever. And he didn't think that it should be made fun of. Mm. It should be parodied. So Weird Al was like, that's cool. Prince never would give permission to Weird Al, although he always wanted to do a print song. Hmm. And it was Madonna who suggested that he, he do like a surgeon instead of like a virgin. Huh. So, what else would you like to know about Weird Al Jacob? <laughs> no, I just, I mean, I don't,
1: I haven't never been a huge fan. Like, I mean, I obviously, I've always appreciated him and he's always made me laugh. But I've never, like, owned any of his albums. Oh. And that's definitely the closest I've ever listened to that song. Really? Oh, my God. with these headphones on. It's okay. so good. It's so good.
0: <laughs> and a lot of the songs on his albums are original songs. He never gets credit for his original songs. But there's a song called Hardware Store. Um, I think that might be on either Poodle Hat or Running With Scissors. Anyway, you should look it up. Hmm. It's great.
1: I think Richard's he, looking it up. Right he,
0: he, he somehow throws in the line automatic circumciser in, like, half a second. And it's amazing.
2: It's on Poodle Hat.
0: Poodle hat, thank you.
2: <laughs> poodle hat is the name of the album that it's yes. on? Yeah, it's his O three album.
0: It's a great album. And that by the way, if you look at the album art, that's his actual poodle on his head.
1: Can to play some?
0: Here we go, yeah. <laughs>
1: That's right up my alley. I was going to really? say, Mike,
2: Mike <laughs> being a huge fan of um, Moxie, Fruvis, Moxie Fruvis, that sounds like a Moxie like, Fruvis song. Well, but it's weird, though, because
1: I like off-the-beaten-path huh? stuff, but I also, I also resist things that are popular. And Weird Al's kind of like <laughs> the nexus between <laughs> uh, off-the-beaten-path and popular, so maybe I should check him out. Well, have also. you
0: heard White and Nerdy? No. Oh, dude, that song describes you. You gotta listen to that. Oh
1: one. man. Okay, now <laughs> I've been called out. I'll have to listen to that. We'll make that the parting tune for this episode. I'll, I'll listen to it. Um, okay, so you're we're we're moving down the tracks here. So your bio said that you always wanted to be in the media. Mm-hmm. What was the spectrum of what that meant in your head when you were a kid?
0: Uh, so growing up, watching Nashville News, Chris Clark was the main anchor, and I wanted to be an anchor. I wanted to be on the news. But at the same time, I also listened to all the radio. Like I can tell you like all the DJs I listened to growing up, I went a trip to Disney World when I was 13 years old on the radio. Because you, like, called
1: in? and Yeah,
0: I, yeah. And they somehow let a 13-year-old win. Rules have changed since then. And so I always just loved the media. And um, when I got into college, I took radio and, and TV broadcasting. And then I worked at a little podunk station called TV43, hmm. where I got to do my first voiceover. It was very exciting. But um, I was... I wasn't on air, so I did... Because, you know, I'm 18, 19, stupid. So I did the cameras, I did the Chiron, I did the sound, I did master control, I did basically everything but be on air. And I screwed up it for some people. So I made oh. the anchors look like jackasses a few... Oh, can I say jackasses? You
1: can say
2: you can say all of the want. words that you're not allowed to you say in your make regular job. You can say make anchors look like <laughs> you can Whichever words you want. They will be and, yeah.
0: and so I realized that... You know, at the same time, I was doing college radio, and I was like, "Well, if I screw up on radio, it's all—it's all on it's all me. I'm not waiting for anybody else. If I—if—if if I'm on TV and someone screws up, I'm looking like the jerk, and someone else made the mistake, right? Mm-hmm. So I just kind of felt. Plus, you know, radio has no beauty standards, <laughs> <laughs> and TV has a lot. So um, there was a little bit of that too.
1: Uh, Do you remember the first time you got into a radio studio and like got to talk into a microphone?
0: I let's see, yes, yes, I do. It was Z100, Hopkinsville, Kentucky. We were selling Girl Scouts on the corner, and we got to go inside. You were
1: selling Girl Scouts?
0: Yes, girls. Well, Girl Scout cookies. Not there was no sex trafficking. trafficking. There was no sex trafficking. (laughs) Some Samoas, but whatevs. Um, (laughs) And they brought us in, and like we were like, "Woo, Girl Scout cookies."
1: Um, uh, Beetle Jam. Yep. What was that all about?
0: So my first radio show uh, on my Magic, ninety one point seven, the Voice of Austin P. Um, I became music director of that station, and um, we would create songs or shows rather that were an hour long. And the Beatles are my favorite band, so I was like, "Oh, let's um, trying to come up with a fun name." I Was like, "Oh, Beetle Jims," and so that has since become like my handle, my email, everything is Beetle Jam.
1: Hmm. Um, is Sadie a stage name or an alter ego?
0: Ooh. Can it be both? Sure. Okay. <laughs>
1: Flesh that out a little bit.
0: <laughs> All right, so when I started in radio, like, you know, they were they paid me 515 an hour to do nights on the country station back home. Wow. It was it was, it was a big deal. Um, I remember begging for a raise at some point, and they're like, cool. How's 535? <laughs> I was like, thanks, guys. So the country station, you know, it's a cluster. Not a cluster F, but like a, I, a I cluster figured, of yeah. stations. And we had um, like the AC station. We had the country station. We had the classic hit station. And they put me on the country station where I was – it's 100.3 The Beaver. See, so we were all Beaver Buddies. Okay. There was like Beaver Buddy Bailey in the morning – and there is Beaver Buddy Cheyenne. So I was your Beaver Buddy Barbara at night. Right. Right. And. They should bring that back. They really should. We actually did promotions called Show Us Your Beaver, where people would bring in their old like memorabilia and we'd give them like new Beaver stuff. Uh huh. Went over really well. Okay. It was kind of funny. <laughs> anyway, at some point, they flipped one of the stations and they wanted me to be on the active rock station. And they're like, well, you have to have a different name. You obviously can't be Beaver Buddy Barbara on the rock right. station. So I was like, all right. Like, let's think of, like, all the Beatles songs with girls' names. So you've got, you know, Lucy and Rita and Prudence and Sadie and, you know, all these different names. And Martha. Martha's not a sexy name. So I was like, you know, Sadie. Sadie, I feel like it fits me. Hmm. So I was like, what about Sadie? And they're like, cool. So then they put me on nights on the rock station, and Sadie wasn't enough. So I went by Sadie the topless DJ. Wow. Because, I mean— you couldn't see right, right it was it's theater of the theater mind theater of the mind, I was of the just mind. About to say that <laughs> except for one issue where I was nights by myself, and we had these giant windows so people could drive by, and it turned out that I got a following of dudes wanting to come and like look in the window.
1: It's like the Today Show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> to see Sadie the topless DJ. I'm like, yeah, yes. and that's I'm that's like the best example. And I'm like, yo, it's a joke. Like I'm wearing a shirt.
1: Like the Today Show.
0: It's totally like the Today Show. That is
1: the one where they have windows, yeah, right? Yeah, I okay. think so. I, I, I oh, was kind of guessing. It's topless
0: out there. Like the Today Show. <laughs> So uh, after a while when did you, like,
1: I like wear a shirt that made it look like you were no, topless I was or something.
0: Wearing regular clothes. Yeah, thinking that like nobody would in their right mind actually show up and think that there was going to be boobs. <laughs> well, people did and so we dropped the topless part. Oh,
1: that's pretty it funny. It sounds
2: like you kind of accidentally stumbled onto like a new business model <laughs> for radio. <laughs> <Like, laughs> no one's tried that. Yeah, I guess it
0: works.
1: It's having a whole naked channel. Just every everybody on the station. Nobody could needs. Talk to nobody about nobody that. needs to see that. No. <laughs> um, uh, so you mentioned you got to uh, interview uh, Weird Al. Uh huh. You probably talked to a lot of people. I have. Like yeah. A gazillion people. Are there any highlights, like from your from your career of you know conversations you've had with people who you? Yeah. Fan girl,ed out on or for whatever reason it was memorable
0: I mean I've, yeah I've interviewed a lot of like Nikki Six a couple of times um, he's so tall and very friendly um, tons of rock stars Dave Mustaine's a complete since we can say that word he's a dick um, you know who Dave Mustaine is right I don't I can tell by that look. I have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have. That's one of the things about this show is that I know very little about music.
0: Okay. Well, he was That's part of what he makes is us such work. A dick that I he know. got kicked out of Metallica and then he started Megadeth.
2: Oh, Richard knew that. Yeah, Tara and I both winced. Richard um. knew that. Yeah. So,
0: but I would say like ninety percent of everyone I've interviewed is cool. Yoko Ono, no. I okay. All right, Beatles fan, right? Right. I get the chance to interview Yoko Ono over the phone. Um, John, so this is when I was in Asheville, North Carolina, and the John Lennon art show was coming to town for our, the local food bank, and so she was doing interviews to help promote that. So I'm like, oh my god, I get to talk Yoko Ono, and you know, I spent most of my life thinking that Yoko Ono is the devil because she broke up the Beatles. Right, it's
1: kind of the the meme, right? of, of Yoko.
0: So, but then you know, the last. I say 10 years before I actually talked to her, I was like, you know what? If John loved her, there definitely had to be something there, right? Like, that's not me to judge their relationship, right? Mm. Well, let me just tell you. So I had 15 minutes to interview this woman. I cut it off after eight minutes. Huh. She's horrible. Huh. All those rumors, true. Like, she was just mean. She was nasty. There At one point, I was um, I was like, okay, what, what song that John wrote that was inspired by you is your favorite? I figured, because, you know, there's songs called Oyoko, there's mm-hmm. all these songs. It's a
2: softball. <laughs> yeah.
0: She yelled at me and said, I never inspired any songs! And I was like, oh, cool, because, you know, Oyoko was the one that came to mind for me. And, like, for, a, like, a moment, she was, like, a normal human, and she was like, oh, yeah, I guess I could have said that one. And then went straight back to being, like, this horrible person. <sighs> well,
1: at least you showed her by shutting it off early. Yeah,
0: I was like, I'm not talking to you anymore, Ms. Yoko,
1: <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. Richard knows where I'm going with this. I well, you'll know in a second. Um, um, years ago, we we had lined up to have Davy Jones from the Beatles. Oh, oh I love yeah. Davy
0: Jones. I love Davy. Oh, oh, oh I'm oh, going to oh, ruin
1: oh. your. Uh, He's gone no, it's now. Funny.
0: Oh, I know. He died on Leap Day.
1: <clears throat> oh, what? See, look at you. You need to go to Mark Davis's trivia yeah. night. Um, <clears throat> former guest Mark Davis runs trivia night, and Lee Brett Schneider. Um, so do I. Really? Yes. They're like growing like.
0: Leaps and
2: bounds. Leaps and
1: bounds.
2: (laughs) I think Sadie might have to, as Sadie, (laughs) Barbara might have to go on. Uh, oh, podcast. they have a
1: podcast. No-nonsense podcast. Oh. They have people come in and do trivia. Yeah, yeah. We'll make that happen. Okay. Uh, they'd love to have you on there. All right. Um, so real quick. So uh, we, I make the show called Gulf Coast Live. We had um, arranged to have him on the air for the hour. It had all been arranged for weeks in advance. The host um, at the time, um, Valerie Alker, uh, was a huge fan of his. Grew up watching the monkeys. She actually is from the same hometown where he lives now. She had done all this research. She was so prepared. I call him up and he's um he's on his cell phone and he's like I can give you ten minutes and I'm like we we've, we've got it's a live show we've got you for the hour this has been booked and he's like no I'm, I can't do it and I'm like well we can't give you ten minutes so either you do it or you don't
0: Aww. and he was
1: like okay I'll do it call me okay. back and I was like okay so I call him back right right at one I get him on the on hold we do the uh, news Val reads this big long gracious intro. Davy Jones, welcome to Gulf Coast Live. And we turn it on, and it's him kind of off mic going, Oh, it's just some local bloody radio station. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, it was live. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And she was like,
1: uh, Mr. Jones. And he was like, "Yo, oh, hello, yes. And then he, like, she kept trying to ask him thoughtful questions about his career. He kept trying to bring it around to, like, American politics because that was, like, back during the Bush administration. And it was just, oh, yeah. It was just so painful for 54 minutes. There was Another tier That's so sad. Of, so of issue
2: here. Uh, so I'm gonna put ready. This is the big flashing. Allegedly, but everyone in the booth and in the studio here that was listening, our our impression was that that. He was day drinking. Oh, yeah. No, oh. He, like, he, he was sounded. lunchtime.
1: He was three beers into his oh, lunch, yeah, most sure. Likely. And you oh, could yeah. hear
2: sandwiches happening. Like, he would <laughs> yeah. answer a question yeah. with a mouthful of food. Yeah.
1: And I was, you know, it was like the first concert I saw as a kid was them on the reunion tour, and it was my favorite, sister's favorite band. So it was kind of, you know, shattering for me oh, a I little bit. Oh, I get
0: that. I followed them twice, actually. Well, we went to like like,
1: like, like a monkey head?
0: Yeah. Oh. Um it was my mom and me and my best friend in high school and we went to Atlanta to see them and then they then we drove to Memphis to see them like the next day and then so and then I I met him at a book signing. Huh. It's so cute cuz I'm standing and yeah. he's like so little. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no that that was you know the you know the, the they they were all over the place cuz the MTV had picked up the show yeah. and was yeah that's how we and my sister anyway. Um, no same. So um Let's go to your next song. Okay, cool. What is it? Uh, I'm not entirely clear on that. <laughs> <laughs> it could be uh, it could be the Beatles song, or it could be the one that we switched. The um, Let's, it could let's be Marty the, or the Beatles.
0: Let's do the Beatles since we already talked about Sadie.
1: Okay, okay. So yeah, so it's um, it's sexy Sadie. And you want to talk some? You want to listen some? What do you want to do?
0: So when I, I told you earlier that this is how I picked my name for for being on the rock station, and it just it just felt like it just felt like me. Sure. So. Um, I've just always been Sadie on air. So yes, if it was an alter ego or or what else would you say?
1: Um, just just like a stage name. Yeah.
0: So it's it's like a more personified version of me. I guess it's the more you know. You, uh, yeah. What are the words I'm looking for? <laughs> Everything, I need more everything's kind of yeah.
1: turned up. Everything's yeah, dialed it's, it's up slightly
0: over. more exact. It's a more exaggerated version. There you go. Okay. I'm going to drink some coffee now. You should play that song.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's, that's a perfect setup. Uh, Sexy Sadie by the Beatles from the White Album, released in 68.
0: So you realize that's not a flattering song at all, right? Yes. Okay. Do you know what it's about? No. <laughs> Would you like me to tell you? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> this was after the Beatles' trip to India with the Mahar- Maharishi Yogi, and so George was completely just in right right and john felt like the maharishi had basically used them to help promote his cause as Mm. opposed to actually being spiritual Mm. so he was saying that the message from the maharishi was very sexy and all that but deep down you just made a fool of everybody you're not worth anything so while it sounds beautiful on the on the outside when you actually think about the lyrics and everything he's it's it's not a flattering song
1: is it that the song, I, I have something deep in my brain that might not be true or accurate, but is it the song was originally written with different lyrics and then they changed it to Sexy Sadie? Does that resonate it was, somehow? Um, it was. Was it like Maharishi? Yeah, it was Maharishi, like yeah,
0: and then they just changed it to Sexy Sadie huh. to give it more mass appeal.
1: I guess I did know that somewhere. Look at
0: you. Somewhere Look at you deep knowing things. Um, so,
1: like, when you listen to that now, because you've now had a career under that name, does it make you, what does it make you think about? Like, what were you thinking about during that song? Uh,
0: well, I think it's, it's funny to me because a lot of people will be like, oh, sexy Sadie, and then I'm like, oh, you have no idea what that song's actually about. Right. So, you know, just proves that I know more than they do. Right. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> you you, uh, you said you don't have any musical talent, but you sing. At no. least in the studio here in front of us, you've I been mean, singing. I We've been secretly it. recording it. Oh, Jesus. No, we haven't. No, we can't do that.
0: <laughs> I love to sing. Love it. Right. I am not good at it.
1: Okay. Well, from what I've heard, hasn't seemed horrible.
0: Cool. Thank so you. So that. <laughs> it also hasn't seemed good. Well, no. I mean, you know,
1: I, I would have, if you had said, I love to sing, and I would have been like, well, wow, you sounded good. So oh, thanks. Yeah. No, I'm terrible. What about karaoke, then?
0: So I did bust out, like, so my go-to for karaoke is Ice Ice Baby and No Scrubs.
1: Okay. <laughs> I know Ice Ice Baby. Yeah? What's we'll the it. other one?
0: No Scrubs? No. TLC? It's my initials, Mike. T-L-C, T-Boss, Left Eye, Chili. That's Tara, right. Wynn, Calligan. Come on, man. You don't want no Scrubs. I
2: feel like you, you don't want no Scrubs. Language, man. I don't I don't think it's... You don't want no scrubs, Mike.
0: Mike. Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> hanging out the side of the best friends ride, trying to holler at me. No, I don't Ooh. want no scrubs.
2: So you want to do- <laughs> uh, Knight, I, 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 I have to. I'm going to defend Mike here. I know. I don't know no scrubs very well. But to be fair, men. no. I, no easy with that. <laughs> no. I, no. Listen. Listen. It's, I it was 19- my ignorance.
1: Our listeners know that. No.
2: What? It was. It was 1999, and it was R&B effective like pop yeah so i might have been on the I've opposite been, side of the world i've been that. disconnected from modern culture <laughs> for throughout most of my adult life well, it
1: specifically, probably in 99 yeah. right, do you
0: want to do you want to bust out some ice ice baby with me
1: uh, <laughs> we can t- we'll come on do no it no you and me oh, right now you and oh, me. he's gonna pull it up no we're gonna do it to- well, let's, uh-huh. i don't know it well come enough on. to sing it
2: cappella.
0: well it's not really singing so there's that oh no we're doing it i could i can we'll just we'll
2: you're gonna do it with me oh of course okay all right we're in Are you sure there's not any fireball shots around here? (laughs) Mike, you stop collaborating and listen. I got that
1: part. I can remember driving down to... uh,
0: A1A Beachfront Avenue?
1: I can remember driving in in Melty's Jeepster down to Naples to the teen club when Ice Ice Baby had just come (laughs) out. Yeah. Yeah, I was in seventh grade. Bobaloos, it was called. Nice. Oh, yeah.
0: All right, you got this? Come on. Is this the queen version? (laughs) Let's kick it. (laughs) Let's kick
2: it.
1: Hmm. okay.
0: Ice, ice, baby. All right, stop. Collaborate Collaborate, and listen. listen. Ice is back to my brand new invention. invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly. It flows like a harpoon daily and and nightly. nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow (laughs) to the extreme I rock a mic like, like a vandal a light up the stage and like a chump like a candle dance i yes, think <laughs> like we should cut this abort sorry abort. I thought I would know
1: it but I just don't I'm like mumbling along I was like having a stroke over here <laughs> you were doing great
0: thanks <laughs> Yeah, seventh grade when that one came out. And I remember my mom got me the cassette for Christmas, and he said the S word on it, and I was
1: oh like, "Oh boy, where did Millie Vanilli fit into your worldview?"
0: I, I I had that's them, what
1: just came to me from yes, that same era. I
0: had the cassette as well, and I was really sad when they weren't, you know, when it when, it when, came the, when out. the truth came out. Of course, then it was like, well, they could barely speak English to begin with, right? Why did we think that they could sing those songs,
1: right? We wanted to believe.
0: We did. But now we just got to blame it on the rain.
1: We got to blame it on the rain. My first girlfriend, Paige, used to do the dance that they did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like your reenactment right there.
1: (laughs) And I'm also topless right now. (laughs)
0: Getting wild up in NPR. (laughs) Um,
1: uh, If you were a championship wrestler, what music would you come out to?
0: Oh, dang. I got to think. Hold on.
1: I did so bad at ice ice <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop me oh. now,
0: queen. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. that's a great one. Right? That's the best answer yet. Thank you. Okay. Nice job. Thanks. We just recently added that question. That's a Tara question that we've added. Good job, today. Tara. Um, uh, best concert experience ever? Probably hard. You've probably been to a lot of concerts. I have been to
0: a ridiculous amount of concerts. Um... The best one ever actually leads to the next song.
1: So let's stop that and collaborate and wait on that one. (laughs) We'll get back to that. Um, Most recent concert.
0: Most recent concert was the 93X show that we did with... um... (laughs) Dirty Honey.
1: Oh. Don't know them either.
0: They're new. They're new. We do so many concerts, though,
1: it's hard to keep up. Right. Right. Have you ever traveled further than a few hours specifically to see a show? Yes. How far?
0: Um, Well, mm, 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 mm. yeah, I told you earlier, the monkeys from Nashville to Atlanta, Atlanta uh, Atlanta to Memphis, Memphis back home.
1: What radio stations do you have preset in your car?
0: Well, number one is 93X. Okay. Number two? WGCU. Aww. Oh. You're just saying that. No, it's true, actually. Uh, number three would be The Arrow... Number four would be this tiny little podunk station that's in the Dunbar. The
2: Tiger! The Tiger. Yeah, I freaking yeah, love yeah. the Tiger! Do you tiger. ever listen
1: to Rocketman Rogers on yes, the
2: weekends?
0: Yes! <laughs> the Tiger. I freaking love it. There are
2: dozens of us.
0: <laughs> yes! No one ever knows about that station. you got to live within, like,
1: 50 miles of the station. I love the, the Tiger! Station, you can stream it.
0: And then, of course, Wink FM, because I'm on there as well. And,
1: yeah. Um. um how do you listen to your music mostly these days? Do you listen to the radio mostly? Do I you... do listen
0: to, so it's a mixture. Um, I think most people are probably a mixture at this point. So I listen to the, you know, actual radio. But I also have Sirius and, uh, or Sirius. I never, I never know which one. Is, is it Sirius or Sirius? I don't
2: Let's just call it XM. Sirius. 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 The, the dog star. Ah.
0: Look at that. Dog star? You mean dog star as in Keanu Reeves band? What? Same name.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, same word. Yeah. I know this.
0: Um, and then also through, you know, like Amazon and Spotify Apple. and all that stuff. Actually, I'm not a big Spotify person. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I feel like their system clogs up everything. Hmm. How mm. do you, what do you mean by that? Uh, my computer at work, I had it for a while and it just made my computer run super slow. Oh,
1: you mean literally like it bogs yeah. stuff down? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, last time you bought music that had a physical form.
0: Mm, that would be a B-52s record. Oh, so you
1: have vinyl?
0: I have lots of vinyl.
1: Is that how you listen to music mostly at home?
0: At home, um, I tell Alexa to play things, and then if I have, I have one room that's dedicated to like reading and music, and then when I go in there, that is when I listen to my vinyl.
1: I think somebody needs to make a record player that you can say, "Hey Alexa, play a record," and then it'll play a record.
0: I think like, you need like a whole like you know what I mean, like Rosie the Riveter robot. Well, that's what I'm thinking.
1: I'm thinking <laughs> like, some sort of why I just Goldberg machine. All of
0: those things together.
1: <laughs> well, somebody would buy it, and that's all that matters. It's true.
0: You and me, we're going to go into business.
1: <sighs> I don't have I don't have a record player though. Oh. I I own two records now though. What uh, are they? Uh, my first record I bought at a garage sale was uh, Ghost in the Machine by The Police. Nice. And then the second one I bought at the um, Habitat for Humanity thrift store in North Fort Myers. I love it that It was store. the soundtrack to the TV show Moonlighting. <laughs> <laughs> That really tickled I just, you.
0: I just, I just I didn't know that was a thing. I, I love bought that it. show. I bought it. Dave and
1: Maddie. I bought it because of the cover. It's got this, like, she's all serious in front, and he's, like, doing this crazy, like, <laughs> leap across the back. <laughs> and they, they each sing a song on it. And really? So, yeah, well, they, I know
0: Bruce Willis sings, but. Yeah,
1: but yeah. So. Oh, yeah.
0: Sybil Shepard, she totally sang, didn't she?
1: They each, at least for this album, they each did one.
0: I have um, 45, I have the theme to um, Magnum P.I. I also have The Greatest American Hero. Oh, I love Believe it, it or not, snap? I'm walking, walking on it. I never, never thought, I thought I could feel
1: so free. He he. I'm Flying away on a wing and a prayer.
2: Who could it be? Believe it or, it or not, it's not, just me.
1: Oh. <laughs> we were, we were going to ask you to do that later, and it just happened organically. <laughs> That oh. was that
2: was um that was one of the very first TV theme songs we did on this show. Was it really? Yeah, we we just kind of asked the question, and somebody who oh, do you remember who sings it, Mike? Uh, it's early. I, I don't. Whoever <laughs> it was, they they just
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's the moonlighting cover. Yeah, that's that's amazing. not
1: that worth it? That was worth fifty cents, right? Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> oh goodness gracious, where are we? Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, so um best concert ever.
0: Best concert ever, and I've been to a lot.
1: Yeah, what was your best concert ever? Does it have anything to do with your third song? It has
0: everything to do with the third song. I think we should play the third song first.
1: Okay. Um, I have the name and the uh, title. Do you know what album it was on?
0: It was on the album called Tempted.
1: It was on the album called Tempted. Do you know what year it was? 1990. Okay. Ready, Richard? I think. Uh, This is Tempted by Marty Stewart by the album of the same name, released in 1990.
0: I think all of that is mostly correct.
1: So what's that all about?
0: Do you like that shuffle and beat in it?
1: I do, I do. It remind the whole way through. I'm like, what does this remind me of? And it's Bob Dylan's series of dreams. I don't know if you know that song, but it has that same sort of
0: yeah, that shuffly. Yeah, yeah, and it sounded
1: kind of like Roy Orbison light.
0: Yeah. So Marty's (laughs) (laughs) he actually lives. I think he might live in Roy Orbison's old house actually. Um, Huh. I know, really. I should
1: have said, wow.
0: (laughs) Wow. You did.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry to derail. No, it's,
0: um, so, uh, you know, I was always listening to pop music and stuff, but besides what my grandma would play for me, which was very different, my mom would always play like 50s and 60s, my dad played a lot of the 70s music, like, I love John Denver because of my dad, and then the 80s, um... My brother was listening to like Ozzy and Metallica and things like that. So I had all of those influences. So in, in and maj- majorly in the 80s, I was listening to pop. And then around 1990, the big country explosion happened, right? So I heard of Marty Stewart and I like heard the song and I was just like, oh, I dig that. I really like that. And then he... He was very attractive to me. So then I (laughs) had—I'm one of those people though. Once I get an interest in something, I must go and learn all the things. Mm -hmm. This is why I don't sleep a lot at night. Um, And this was hard to do, man. This was 1990. This was no internet.
1: Exactly. This was
0: like research.
1: Yeah, you had to like—I don't even know where you go for research into this.
0: Lots of lots of. I guess at least
1: you were near Nashville too. Yeah. So
0: so I learned that he um, he was a child prodigy with the mandolin. And so Flat and Scruggs, who did the Beverly Hillbillies theme, Mm -hmm. so when they split, uh, they went solo, and um, Lester Flat needed a mandolin player, and at 11 years old, Marty Stewart became his professional traveling mandolin player.
1: That's pretty cool. It's
0: very cool, right? So this guy is crazy talented. And at one point, um, he uh, got into Johnny Cash's band, and so he was there for a while, and then he went out on his own. So... This leads back to coolest concert ever. Huge Marty Stewart fan. So, like, I have all of his albums. Everything's – I mean, um, I'm going to totally dork out right now. Go for it. I was in the Marty Stewart fan club. Wow. Yeah. It was like 10 bucks. And you, it was,
1: like you had to send something in. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. mail
0: it. I did. Yep. Yeah. And I, I got a magnet. It was great. But I also got – Was a, there
1: like a newsletter that they sent out or something? I think there
0: was. But the, the cool thing was that I would get invited to all the, the really cool things in Nashville. So – Um, one time I got to go to this event where I got to ask him questions about, you you got to submit questions. And one of my questions was chosen because he has this guitar that has like a thousand different signatures on it. And I was like, like, how did that start? Like, you know, who first signed it? And he was like, oh, Lester Flatt signed it here. Johnny Cash signed it here. And he just is like name dropping all of these amazing artists who have signed his guitar. And then fast forward a little bit later on, Uh, He would do these Marty parties for TNN, which doesn't exist anymore, but it's the national network. And I got invited to go to one at this show. Like we're talking tiny, maybe 50, 75 people are in this TV studio.
1: And how old are you at this time?
0: I am 17. Okay. My mom picked me up early from school because she was – my mom was always really great about letting me explore music. So she picked me up early from school. Got to Nashville. Got to the studios, which are right next to the Grand Ole Opry. We go in, and I know who's playing. She's not excited. She's like, "Whatever." Marty Stewart, obviously. Um, this amazing artist named Junior Brown. I don't know if you know who he is, but I've he's heard of him. he's amazing. He's he created his so an instrument. Um, this guy named Alan Jackson. But most importantly, Johnny freaking Cash. Wow! So I got to see Johnny Cash in this tiny ass venue with marty stewart right with it, your hero yeah so and somebody just, who
1: was just automatically like a god there yes
0: so i'm like i saw like from you to me it was johnny cash hmm. and it was just this is amazing hmm. amazing
1: did they all play together were they taking turns
0: uh no so marty would start <laughs> it and then like each one got like a song and then marty would play a song with them but of course when he got to johnny cash time there was some johnny cash time and so he just got Do to you remember play. what
1: johnny cash played
0: He did Cry, 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 Um, but he did that one as a duet with Marty, Um, probably Ring of Fire. I don't remember. It was a long time ago, but I just – I have a picture. Like I I, I snapped a couple of pictures and it was just – On film. Of course. With your
1: disposable camera. Uh -uh, No. Uh See,
0: I was always into photos, so I had real cameras. Um, What what,
1: what would your camera have been at that point?
0: Probably a Fuji, like one – 50, I'm making up numbers. Right, right. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> um, have you seen either of them since? Did you ever get yeah, to see Yeah, I Johnny saw Marty Cash?
0: Stewart. No, that was the only time I got to see Johnny Cash. I've seen Willie Nelson, Merle Haggard. Um, I get to still watch Willie Nelson show side stage, which was cool, and go on his tour bus.
1: Did you smoke any of the marijuana? I did not. Mm, it no. was not offered to me. No. It seems like there, when you walk in, there would be a dispenser on the wall.
0: You would think. And there was definitely um, an odor.
1: An ambiance. <laughs> I heard recently he quit.
0: That's lies.
1: I figured he just went to edibles.
0: There, well, but yeah. he actually came out with a statement saying, no, he did not quit.
1: Oh, got to appreciate his integrity. Right? He's like, no, man. Fact-based.
0: I am still smoking the ganja. <laughs> um, that's a cool quote from Willie, not from me. Just...
1: Right. <laughs> Don't take that out of context. We'll make a promo out of that. Sadie says, I'm still smoking the ganja.
0: <laughs> Except, yeah, sadly, no.
1: Um... Uh, so you said you got to go on his bus?
0: Yeah, he and didn't he, know it.
1: He didn't know it. Oh, you weren't there. You snuck on.
0: So after the show, um, he did. I don't. He went to go be Willie Nelson somewhere, and I made friends with the guys that own all his tour buses and Paul English, his drummer, who just recently passed. And they were like, "Hey, you want to come on the bus?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, I want to come on the bus." Huh.
1: I have tickets to see him Thursday night. I'm oh, taking my daughter. I've never seen him. I got floor tickets, so pretty close. And I figure time's probably running out. Yeah. No offense, universe. But, you know, when they popped up back in January or December, I was just like... Got to go. Okay. Bye. Yep. Closest, bye. Yep. Just forget about it. I got to
0: see him when he and Bob Dylan did their tour of baseball fields uh, 10 or so years ago. I got to see them on one of those tours. Cool. That was neat.
1: Um, I'll have to send you... um, We had a guest on the show a couple weeks ago who... Um, he grew up, his family had a bluegrass band, and they lived in one of Bill Monroe's old buses. What? His name's David Mayfield. You ever come across him? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was living in Nashville up until recently. Now he's gone back to Ohio, opened up a record studio, put out an album that just came out, and he did this show. And he's like he's like a prodigy uh, mandolin player. Oh, wow. And guitar player, but his main thing is mandolin. Well, so then he would know Marty the, Stewart, um, then. I'm sure he would know Marty Stewart. Um, okay, um, Broadway musicals. Are they something you— do not really care about the
0: the the thing about musicals up until recently i always hated them unless they were absurd because i don't like the fact that people are just busting in the song right? right unless of course it's rocky Horror picture show or little shop of horrors because they're Book already absurd
1: this book of mormon I've work have never seen it it's it's like both absurd and it's got you know it's like wrong i
0: know which is why it's i like, probably would like, love it it's like
1: the family guy wrong except on stage in right. front of people who paid money but
0: more south park because they oh yeah it. of course yeah
1: <laughs> yeah but, it, but you know what i mean it's yes. just like whoa oh whoa you're going oh you're going there too oh so so
0: i'd probably enjoy it
1: um so yeah so not like conventional broadway musical no. where it's just like
0: no no not okay. really my thing
1: uh, but movie musicals,
0: like, see, I mean, um, like Twi- like Sweeney Todd. Yeah, Sweeney Todd.
1: Yeah. Uh, the one I really we we haven't talked about it for a while in this show. But Baby Driver. Did you ever see Baby Driver? I've
0: not seen Baby Driver.
1: You should see Baby Driver. Okay. Yeah, oh, it's a yeah. non-traditional musical. They're not that's a musical. Out. They're not busting out in the song, but the entire movie is set to music. I would say oh. that, and they actually filmed the scenes. To music, like they didn't edit them after the fact to make it fit. They played music on set during the scenes, and everybody had to hit their marks. The soundtrack, oh, the soundtrack oh. is a character. Yeah, the soundtrack is a character. Okay, in then the movie. I will
0: definitely see that.
1: And uh, across the universe.
0: So I hate Beetle covers. You hear
1: how I said that uh-huh. because I've learned that people either love it or hate it. And you're a Beatles person, so I wonder.
0: But So I've not seen it um, because oh. because I hate Beatles covers. Because you're not going to get better than the Beatles. Sorry.
1: They at least don't try at all to sound like the originals. Like okay. they're all completely reinterpreted.
0: All right. Then maybe I should give it a try.
1: It's I really enjoy it. I really appreciate it. Okay. It was one of the first movies that like I showed my daughter. Are we going to have a movie night? A movie night. Let's have a movie night. A movie night. <laughs> I showed that movie to my daughter, and it was the first one where she was just like – give it to me. I have to watch it over and over and, really? over, and over and over and over and over again. So, okay. you know, I have, it has a special place, place in my heart.
0: I like Wes Anderson movies cuz he always has really good music in his.
1: Yes, absolutely. This like The Darjeeling
0: Limited would be the best.
1: The um uh, I'm allowed to sit here as long as I want. I can't believe I can't remember it's it's his it's the it's like my favorite movie of his. The um um the one about the kid that makes play and, and
0: uh, the one, the kid that makes the play. Yeah. Oh, um, like is it No,
1: it's like his most famous movie, probably. I, it's, it's one word. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, look is up Wes Anderson the one, movies. Is
2: it the one with Bill Murray? it's definitely Bill Exactly.
1: No, it's Jason um, Sportsman? Yeah, yeah. And, they, and, the, and he's in high school. There. He's a quirky kid in high school, and, and it culminates Carl. with a Vietnam play. Oh, um, And he is in all the clubs can do and. It, Mike. It's my favorite movie soundtrack. Rushmore. Rushmore. Yes. Jeez. Jeez Louise, as my grandma I knew you, would say. I knew
2: you would get there. That's why I didn't want to throw Jeez.
1: it. Yeah. Uh, I did a big, long cross-country road trip back in the late 90s in that Rushmore soundtrack. I could just hear it. Every song, every note in that song in my head just makes me happy.
0: Oh, that's good. <clears> I'm glad you can find happiness. Thank
1: you. Um, <laughs> dancing? I, yeah. You're a dancer?
0: I used to be a belly dancer. Really? Not so, professionally, but...
1: So you're, you're not, then, if you're out and there's music and there's dancing, there will be hip participation. Shaking. Okay.
0: My hips, in fact, lie, but that's okay. Okay. But they...
1: <laughs> um uh, I was going to ask you if you had a fourth song that would have made it to your list, but I probably guessed that it's probably that Van Morrison song. Yeah. So do you want to just give us just a little short version of the story sure. and or whatever it yeah. is that Richard nixed?
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Into the Mystic by Van Morrison is my favorite song of all time, and I always felt bad that It beat out the Beatles as far as as a song, you know, my favorite song. Um, I didn't know of any Van Morrison before this song other than Brown Eyed Girl. Everybody knows Brown Eyed Girl, right? And in the late 80s, this ridiculous Corey and Corey movie called Dream a Little Dream came out. And the soundtrack is phenomenal. And there's this one scene where Into the Mystic plays and it's just like this very powerful scene for the movie. And I was just like, what is this song? What is this magic? And so I bought the soundtrack, and it was Van Morrison. And then, you know, being me, I had to dive into some more Van Morrison and found, you know, Moondance. And just it just opened my eyes to Van Morrison, aside from Brown Eyed Girl, and just fell in love. And Into the Mystic still my favorite.
1: Right on. If you can learn any instrument instantly, like the Matrix style so you didn't have to do anything, which would
0: it be? The accordion
1: great answer
0: (laughs) (laughs) the accordion can be equally romantic serious
2: and ridiculously fun thank you
1: (laughs) richards i think has said exactly that to me on one occasion
2: i'm just on um the episode with um last week uh,
1: nancy stetson yeah
2: on nancy stetson's episode we were talking about how in in paris an accordion is romantic yeah and in belgium (laughs) It's Belgium polka. man. It's yeah. Sorry, I have to say that Belgium man. I need it. Um, but like you can you can either have you can either have like p- polka, or you can have baguettes.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> like, true. Like you can have the that's more and it's all beautiful. Or you can have chicken dance time. You know, it's <laughs> it's one of those instruments that can just so easily go from one end to the other.
1: I watched a guy. <clears throat> kind of like the Pied Piper almost with an accordion. I used to work at the Alliance for the Arts. I took a break from radio and I worked at the Alliance and this guy just showed up in the afternoon on a weekday with an accordion and he sat on one of the picnic tables outside there in the little area where Green Market Uh is and he just started playing accordion kind of like Frenchie style, so, you know, it was, <laughs> well, you know what I mean. It, was, <laughs> it, it, wasn't, really? the, it wasn't the chicken dance. <clears throat> and I just, you know, people just started coming up. over. He played for like an hour, and by the end of the hour, there was like 20 people just sitting there watching him play. And Isn't that amazing? So, I took pictures of it. And I'm it's like, such
0: an intricate, Yeah. Like,
1: uh, and he was just doing, it, you know, he, he was just playing the accordion.
0: That's so cool. Like, there's, you, you got to have, like, your left and your right side going. You got to play keys. You got to hit buttons. You got to go in and out.
1: I recently saw. uh, We went to the. My daughter and I went to the Sarasota Medieval Fair, and there was a bagpipe guy, like six foot eight Viking, shirtless dude with a bagpipe.
0: Was it? And two sounds pretty hot. Two guys
1: with drums. Well, I'm sure it was. (laughs) I'm sure there there was plenty of ladies that were sticking around for for the looks as much as the.
0: Is that, wait, wait. Is that your interpretation of a bagpipe? Yeah,
1: that is it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know,
1: nasally. <laughs> but, but what was so great is I'd never really seen it. I mean, this guy could play, and he was playing different styles from around the world because the bagpipe has been used in all different mm-hmm. cultures. But he was also doing some non traditional stuff where obviously no culture ever played it that way. But what was so cool to me is, is how there was this crazy disconnect between his breathing in the music being played. You know, usually there's sort of a synchronicity right. with this, with the bagpipe. He's, like, doing air maintenance with one side of his brain and then playing music that's completely disconnected. From, Dude, that's in amazing. In a way that the whole time I was just I was just watching that. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't watching the six-foot-eight barrel-chested <laughs> barbarian doing it necessarily. I was just, like, fascinated by the way the mechanics of the bagpipe. Yeah,
0: it's, it's fascinating.
1: <clears throat> and I, I, I looked it up while, while he was playing The bagpipe is like 1,500 years old, okay? And imagine the world 1,500 years ago, and these bagpipes, you know what they sound like. I do. You can hear them like a half mile away. So imagine 1,500 years ago, you're like in the woods, and you hear that. You're probably freaking out. And it's getting louder. I know. I mean, imagine the power. Talk about the power of music. Imagine how powerful that must have been. Deep and deep history. Anyway, where are we? I hadn't thought about
0: that. I like that. Yeah,
1: no, that's that because we walked away and we got to the whole other end of the fair and it was still (laughs) (laughs) still still a bagpipe happening in the distance. Um, We're coming up. I want
0: that to be the autobiography of your book, (laughs) bagpipe happening in the distance, the Mike and Ivory (laughs) story.
1: Okay, we're uh, we're coming up to the end here, <laughs> believe it or not, um, but we do have some questions to get through. Uh, um, favorite band of all time, Beatles. Beatles. Okay, um, best album of all time. Ooh,
0: mm. oh, that's so hard. I'm gonna go with Help. Okay. Help. Mm. See, Help, Rubber Soul, and Revolver are like my three favorite because that's mid Beatles and that's my favorite. Oh, mm-hmm. there.
1: Okay. Um, album you have to listen to all the way through if you get it started. Moon Dance. Okay. Um, what was the process you used for doing this? And, you know,
0: what do you mean? While driving here?
1: No, uh, picking these songs. Oh. Like, did, you, did you just pick a bunch of songs and narrow them down? Did you just go on your memories and try to find music?
0: Uh, no, I was, you know, well, being such a music fan. That there's, like, so many different songs and so many different stories that come to mind when I try to pick the ones that I thought would be interesting for other people to hear. But um, I also pick some of my favorites. Like, there were so many I left. Like, the Jayhawks are one of my favorite bands, and I they could have picked a few songs from them or the Decemberists. Like, that man has a voice that I would love to make love to. Hmm. If that, I know that sounds probably very strange.
1: No, I, <laughs> I, I, I guess I can understand what that means. Um, what would your 14-year-old self think of who you are here today? They'd Not like, here, maybe in the world right, today.
0: Right, um, right. <clears throat> well, I think dorky 14-year-old me would be very excited that I actually am doing the career that I've always wanted to do. Um, and then she would be really disappointed that I never really learned math um, I meant to
1: ask you that. <laughs> what about radio math? You know I, what I mean, like clock math. It's so. yeah.
0: Radio math is different than regular math. Okay. And I can.
1: You mean like equations and stuff? Right. Okay. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> but you can like back time a clock in your head with pretty good. Yeah. I figure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but that's that's just that's a very weird skill to have. Right. It's not typical math.
1: But understood. Um, so. Was that the end of your 14-year-old when I interrupted you?
0: Um, sure.
1: Okay. Um, what What have you most recently dived into? You talk about you're always finding things that you dive into. Is there anything you're, like, diving into right now?
0: Um. <laughs> that you'd care to share? <laughs> um. Let me think. Hmm. Basically, it's all relationship stuff and how much I suck at them.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, Can you recommend three people who you'll share this with who should be on it?
0: Oh, my gosh. Yes. All right. Do Do you know of the famous, wonderful, local Karen Goldberg?
1: I do know Karen Goldberg. She would I don't know her well, but I know her. Karen
0: Goldberg is amazing. Okay. She uh, she runs Custom Fitness downtown. She's an actress. She was a teacher. I met
1: her through the Alliance.
0: Yeah, yeah. She works at the Alliance, mm-hmm. and everybody's got a Goldberg. That's what we call it. Hey! <laughs> Hi, Mike. How you doing? That's that's the Karen. Okay. Uh, next. Um, let's see. Let's see. All right, Thomas Marsh. Do you know Thomas? I think He goes I do. by Tink sometimes. So he... Um, I think I do. He's in one of the... He's in the Baskerville right now with the Alliance for the Arts.
1: Oh, okay. I don't know him, but I know who he is.
0: So he's an actor. He is uh, an amazing singer. He's a really, really, really good friend. He's a good dude. Okay. One and, one more? and Yeah, Richard, back there. Like, um, he's,
1: he was the pilot. The pilot episode. Duh!
0: It's time for a rerun. We it Damn once. It. Um, <laughs> we are it! let's see let's well, see we like the way you think <laughs> Tara's
1: been on it too
2: I've been on it we've all three been on it
0: let's see who else would be good I know some weirdos um, think of
2: who you're gonna definitely share it with like that like you're gonna be like hey you got to listen did you listen have you listened yet
0: but they got to be local so
1: no let's... don't no, have no. to be
2: local
0: Oh, they don't have to be local? I, mean,
2: I should have said that. They do not have to be local. Ah. I mean, ideally
1: they're local, but we've done several, three, I think, remote episodes now.
2: Three? Uh, California, uh, Texas, and Canada.
1: Yeah. Then um, Washington on Wednesday.
2: Uh, true. Yeah, so we'll have done four by the time people are hearing this.
0: I think my friend Bandas. Okay. She, Okay. Um, we became friends because she was my belly dance teacher. Uh, back home in Tennessee. And we've become besties. And she was in the military for a while. And then she married a military fella. And uh, they have traveled all over the world. They've got two kids. They're now stationed in El Paso. And she loves music. Um, We love introducing each other to different types of music. And she's just got some crazy stories from all of her different travels. Okay. And I, I actually went to Germany About five years ago and spent two weeks over there with her and traveling around. And we decided to climb the Eiffel Tower because we didn't want to spend the extra euros to take the elevator. In Germany? No, we drove to Paris. Oh, right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You <laughs> know, there's, there's a vehicle, we took the Audubon, we went, we went yonder. Um,
1: okay, well, th- share it with her. And, yeah. And we'll, if she's interested, we'll send her details. She's cool. Okay. Um, uh, any songs you'll avoid listening to for uh, memory association reasons primarily? Oh, yeah, Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Okay.
0: I lost my virginity to Pink Floyd and it was not fun. TMI. You're mm-hmm. welcome. All right, am no, That's the right amount of information.
1: <laughs> Are there any songs that you'll avoid listening to because of the style of music? We're going to leave this on. A... <laughs> we're gonna,
0: we're gonna... I was 20 years old, by the way. I was a late bloomer.
1: <laughs> any songs you'll avoid listening to because of, like, the style of the music?
0: Um, I don't like Electronica or House or that because I'm a little ADD. So, come on. You get four minutes, tops. After that, you better be a dang good song, or else I'm off.
1: All right. Um, (laughs) That's the end of the road. Do you have any final thoughts?
0: The love you make is equal to the love you take.
1: Take that to the bank. We make this show in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Richard Chinquay is co-creator and producer. Tara Callaghan is online content producer and sometimes host. Chris Duffis is executive producer and future guest. Our theme song was made by Dave Dave, Dave Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. Quick reminder to find us on Instagram or Facebook to follow along with the digital fun of which there is much. For this week's Parting Tune, we're going back a year to episode 50 with Lieutenant Commander Dave David Baker, who spent 44 years in the Royal Australian Navy, which he joined as a 16-year-old junior recruit in 1970. His first song story brought him back to his
3: first deployment in Hawaii in 1971. In 1971, I was a young, ordinary seaman on HMAS Yarra, and I did my first overseas trip, and we went to Hawaii. And while we are in Hawaii, of course, you're hearing... Maggie May by Rod Stewart. It was probably pretty big. It was, and it it just really stuck in my head, and I really liked it. So that was the first record that I actually purchased myself. It was a 45 uh, with the big hole in the centre. I purchased a a little turntable that came in a briefcase to give to my folks, and um, I think the reason to believe was on the flip side. But Maggie May just stuck in my head, and As a couple of years went by, it it really became pertinent to me because I was young, single, and I had a relationship with an older woman, uh, 20 years my uh, senior. And when it finished, I thought, God, that is just like the song Maggie May. If I had been able to write the words to that, it would have been that period, that relationship I went through. And uh, it has stuck with me ever since. And every time I hear that song, I think of that period in my life. Keep listening.
2: Next time on Three Song Stories. Hey, Mike. Hey, Richard. How many weeks are in a year? 52. What is 104 divided by 52? Two.